Well, good morning to you. It is Friday, January 20th, 2023. Friday, January 20th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. <clears throat> I, you know, there's a story I'm not going to touch on right now. Uh, uh, there's something out there that says Bulgaria has been using Russian oil to supply diesel for uh, Ukrainian um, uh, transport. Uh, for their weapons, for their tanks and stuff. But uh, I, I'm not sure if it's true yet, but we'll see. We'll probably find out this weekend what's going on. Um, and don't forget, it is Friday, so don't forget to look for that uh, uh, Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, that's when uh, politicians, they uh, throw something out there late in the day on Friday or possibly on Saturday in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle and they won't have to deal with it. So we'll see what happens with that. Maybe something about George Santos. We'll see. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, I, I really do appreciate you. Uh, and, and I feel it. When some of you don't show up, I really feel it. Uh, if you can, please bring someone along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Let's start with uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, Britain says it has joined a group pursuing accountability for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, British uh, Foreign Secretary James Cleverly said in a statement... I, he didn't cleverly say anything. His last name is Cleverly. He's not Secretary James, who cleverly says something. He is Secretary, Foreign Secretary James Cleverly. Anyway, as I was go- saying, he said in a statement, these atrocities must not go unpunished. Uh, he's citing the uh, deaths of soldiers and civilians and the displacement of millions of Ukrainians. Uh, He went on, that's why the UK has accepted Ukraine's invitation to join this coalition, bringing our legal expertise to the table to explore options to ensure Russia's leaders are held accountable, uh, uh, are held to account fully for their actions. Uh, Zelensky says his government is expecting strong decisions from the representatives of 50 countries meeting to discuss boosting Ukraine's military aid. The U.S. and Germany have so far stopped short of granting Zelensky's request for those modern, uh, uh, most modern battle tanks, which the Kremlin warned would amount to an extremely dangerous escalation if sent. Zelensky said in a video address last night, we are in fact now waiting for a decision from one European capital, which will activate the prepared chains of cooperation regarding tanks. Now, I have a feeling it's going to be possibly Poland or one of the Baltic states that starts supplying tanks first. Uh, they have to get permission from Germany to do it because it's they, they have those German Leopard 2 tanks. Uh, it's Germany that built them. So I, I, I think the deal is that they use them themselves if they build them for them. So they'd have to get permission to give them out to Ukraine. Uh, not sure what's going to happen. We will see. Uh, we may find out today. We, we should find out today, like within the next couple of hours. Uh, the British Ministry of uh, Defense 
has said Russia's mercenary uh, uh, Wagner Group almost certainly now commands up to 50,000 fighters in Ukraine and has become a key component of the Ukraine campaign. The ministry said in its latest intelligence update, it is not clear to what extent the PMC Wagner Center entity will be used to administer Wagner's paramilitary activity. Uh, German magazine uh, Der Spiegel, uh, reported German's Foreign Intelligence Service is alarmed by the losses of the Ukrainian army is suffering in the eastern city of Bakhmut. Uh, Spiegel reported that the Ukrainian army is losing a three-digit number of soldiers every day. That's over uh, between, I guess, between 100 and 999 every day. The Institute for the Study of War says senior Kremlin officials are holding high-level meetings with Belarusian leadership, an activity that could be setting conditions for a Russian attack against Ukraine from Belarus, although not necessarily and not in the coming weeks. Uh, Russian uh, Defense Minister Sergei Shogo and his Belarusian uh, counterpart Viktor uh, Krenin yesterday discussed unspecified bilateral military cooperation and a Russia-Belarus shared vision for Russia's war in Ukraine. Uh, I would expect that uh, they will uh, just be lobbing missiles for the time being, but uh, we'll see if they start sending troops uh, from Belarus into Ukraine going towards Kyiv. Uh, Kyiv is very close to the border of Belarus. Uh, Zelensky tweeted, Thank you, uh, POTUS, speaking of Biden, for providing Ukraine with another powerful defense support package worth $2.5 billion. Striker I, infantry, infantry something vehicles, IFVs. Additional Bradley APCs, Avenger Air Defense Systems are important help in our fight against the aggressor. Thank you, American people, for unwavering leadership support. Uh, now, these are the Bradley APCs, which are like tanks. These are not the, uh, what is the um, really nice one that they want? Uh, Abrams tanks. It's not the Abrams tanks. Uh, now, the arguing among Russian forces continues. We should just let them fight each other. That would be nice. Russian-backed forces in Donetsk say Russian troops have taken control of Klitschivka, a small settlement just south of Bakhmut. But yesterday, the Wagner Group also said it had taken Klitschivka. They keep on fighting. They also fought about this in Bakhmut. They were fighting about who took Bakhmut. Uh, whether or not Bakhmut is taken, we're still not sure. I, I'm sure they have most of it. <clears throat> a flailing Kremlin says Western countries supplying tanks to Ukraine will not change the course of the conflict, but will add to the problems of the Ukrainian people. I'm not sure how it would add to the problems of the Ukrainian people. I'm really not sure of that. Uh, the comments came as Zelensky said his government was expecting strong decisions from NATO members and other countries meeting to discuss boosting Ukraine's ability to confront Russian forces with modern battle tanks. Uh, Germany's defense minister says no decision has been reached at the Romstein meeting on whether to deliver the sought-after Leopard 2 tanks. Boris Pistorius said during the U.S.-hosted conference in Germany, today we, will, uh, we still cannot say when a decision will be taken and what the decision will be. 
when it comes to the Leopard tank. There are good reasons for the deliveries and there are good reasons against. And in view of the entire situation of a war that has been ongoing for almost one year, all pros and cons must be weighed very carefully. Uh, Pistorius said Berlin is not alone among Ukraine's allies and its concerns about the delivery of battle tanks to Kyiv. The impression that there is a united coalition and that Germany is standing in the way is wrong. There are many allies who say we share the view that I have put forward here. I, I, I think what is happening is no one wants to be the first to do so, to supply tanks. They want Germany to say it's okay. Germany Germany is the, is the big guy on the block in Europe, you know? So they want to know what they're going to say. Um, it's possible. It's possible that a decision has already been made to send tanks, and they're just saying that they don't want to alert Russia that it's happening. You know what I mean? So nobody knows what's really going on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Under 10 minutes for Russia. That's not so bad. Nine minutes. Under nine minutes. Yesterday, a federal judge sanctioned Trump, Donald Trump, and one of his attorneys nearly $1 million for filing a uh, lawsuit against uh, Hillary Clinton and other perceived political enemies that should never have been filed. That's a quote from the judge. U.S. District Judge Donald M. Middlebrooks of Southern Florida said in his 46-page order that Trump, lead attorney Alina Haba and Haba Madayo and associates were jointly liable for $937,989 in the suit, which he dismissed in September. Uh, Middlebrooks wrote, This case should never have been brought. Its inadequacy as a legal claim was evident from the start. No reasonable lawyer would have filed it, adding that the suit was intended for a political purpose. Mr. Trump is a prolific and sophisticated litigant who is repeatedly using the courts to seek revenge on political adversaries. I'm sure he does it with business adversaries, too. He is the mastermind of strategic abuse of the judicial process. Pretty strong words. And he cannot be seen as a litigant blindly following the advice of a lawyer. He knew full well the impact of his actions. As such, I find that sanctions should be imposed upon Mr. Trump and his lead counsel, Ms. Haba. Trump filed a lawsuit in March claiming that in 2016, Clinton, who was the Democratic presidential nominee at the time, uh, and the Democratic National Committee, along with others, orchestrated a malicious conspiracy to investigate his campaign ties to Russia, of which he still has ties. Whether there was wrongdoing, that's still a question, but he definitely has ties to Russia, still does. Anyway, uh, he went on destroying his life uh, and rigging the election in Clinton's favor. Uh, that's what the case was about. The uh, initial complaint named numerous defendants, including the FBI Director James Comey and Representative Adam Schiff, of you know my, my representative in California, uh, defendants had requested roughly $1 million to cover their attorney's fees and costs, and they got it uh, because Trump because it was a frivolous lawsuit. And this isn't the first time 
Trump has been, and his people, and his lawyers, have been spanked for frivolous lawsuits. This isn't the first time. It's happened several times. This is just another one where he's had to pay out money. And, 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 and it's not just Trump, of course. I remember, um, what's her name in Arizona? Uh, Carrie Lake. She got spanked. I, I don't know if she, I'm not sure if she uh, was charged money for her actions. Anyway, it just, it's just been happening quite a bit. Okay. I, I, this is, it's time, it, it, it's time for me to call out the Democrats on something. Okay. I, you know, I'll always call, call out Democrats before I'll call out Republicans because they should know better. Yesterday. Okay. Now, now you're going to think at first that what am I talking about? But let me explain. Yesterday, Democrats in the House proposed a constitutional amendment that would overturn the hugely consequential Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, saying the ruling has dangerously eroded the government's ability to serve the public interest. Uh, Representatives Adam Schiff, uh, here in California, Premier Jayapal in Washington, Dean Phillips in Minnesota, and Jim McGovern, In Massachusetts, all Democrats led dozens of co-sponsors in introducing the Democracy for All Amendment. The Constitutional Amendment would make clear the Constitution does not restrict the ability of Congress or the states to propose reasonable viewpoint-neutral limitations on the raising of spending of money by candidates and others to influence elections. Distinguish between natural persons and corporations, which is the worst part of of the uh, original decision from 2010, or other artificial entities, including by prohibiting the latter from spending unlimited amounts of money to influence elections. Corporations, which they do. They'll spend millions of dollars, especially on PACs. Uh, It would allow states to enact public campaign financing systems which can restrict the influence of corporate or private wealth. Right now, I know your head's exploding. And take further steps to protect the freedom of the press in the case of future campaign finance-related legislation. Sounds great, right? And you're like, so why why are you calling out Democrats for this? Why, Why am I calling out Democrats? Because they had nearly 10 years to do it. They waited until Republicans were in charge because they knew it would not pass. If they really wanted it to pass, they would have introduced it under their watch. Now they can get away with voting for it, knowing that it won't pass because they didn't want it to pass in the first place. Because they also get corporate donations. But now they can say they tried to do it and the Republicans blocked it. But they did. Why didn't they try and pass it when they were in charge? Right? When they had an even bigger lead. It still wouldn't have passed. It still wouldn't have passed. But they should have tried to pass it long ago. Uh, Republicans would have blocked it somehow. Uh, it might have passed. It might have passed the House. It wouldn't have passed the Senate. Uh, uh, Joe Manchin wouldn't allow it to pass, for sure, definitely. Uh, uh, Kirsten Cinema wouldn't allow it allow it to pass. Uh, neither would have uh, uh, what's his name in, in in Colorado? Is it Colorado? That uh, senator, what's his name? Guy used to be an astronaut. Whatever. 
there's several Democrats that would not allow that to pass. But now they can send it to the Republicans and then blame it on them. That's the only reason. Uh, so, uh, another short one today. Have you been paying a lot for eggs? You know? Uh, my cholesterol was a little high, so I cut my eggs in half anyway. I'm only down to one a day, plus egg whites. But uh, still paying for eggs and egg whites. Egg whites haven't gone up, oddly, uh, yet, quite yet. I mean, they went up last year. Anyway, have you been paying a lot for eggs? The Federal Trade Commission has been asked to investigate the egg industry for price gouging. Uh, Egg producers are using avian flu, uh, the cost of feed, uh, uh, to raise prices far beyond, beyond what their true costs are. And we're talking, uh, they've quintupled in price, right? I've seen a dozen eggs for almost 10 bucks, for around 10 bucks. 18 eggs for 10 bucks. Or more. Right? Uh, just before testifying in an open meeting at, uh, of the FTC, the Federal Trade, Commi- Trade Commission, Farm Action which is the group, sent a letter to agency chair Lena Khan detailing its concerns over apparent price gouging, price coordination, and other unfair or deceptive acts or practices by uh, dominant producers of eggs such as Cal Maine Foods, Rose Acre Farms, Versava Holdings, and Hillendale Farms, among others. Based on its analysis of publicly available industry data, Farm Action determined that while the avian flu outbreak killed roughly 43 million egg-laying hens nationwide in 2022, its impact, actual impact, on the egg supply was minimal. Uh, The letters, uh, and and 43 million sounds like a lot, but there's a lot of uh, egg-laying hens. Uh, 43 million might be what's in just one state. Probably, probably... uh, uh, there's probably more than that in one state. Uh, probably that many in a very tiny state, right? Uh, the letter states, after accounting for uh, chicks hatched during the year, the average size of the egg-laying flock in any given month of 2022 was never more than 7 to 8% lower than it was in the prior year. And in all but two months was never more than 6% lower. However, and moreover, the effect of loss of egg-laying hens on production was itself blunted by record high lay rates observed among remaining hens throughout the year. In other words, a lot of them died, but the hens ended up laying more eggs. They were very good at it, apparently. With total flock size substantially unaffected by the avian flu and lay rates between 1% and 4% higher than the average rate observed between 2017 and 2021, the industry's quarterly egg production experienced no substantial decline in 2022 compared to 2021. Yet they're still charging five times as much for eggs. According to Farm Action, major egg producers... Massive price hikes are unjustifiable. In addition to the avian flu outbreak, some have attributed skyrocketing egg prices to higher feed and fuel costs. But the dominant producer's course of business documents suggests these claims have little merit. The letter suggests, states rather, uh, for example, in a presentation to investors just this month, CalMaine, 
noted that total farm production and feed costs in 2022 were only 22% higher than they were in 2021. So how can it be five times more in cost? The real culprit behind the this 138% hike in the price of a carton of eggs says the letter, appears to be a collusive scheme among industry leaders to turn inflationary inflationary conditions and an avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract egregious profits reaching as high as 40%. My math says it's higher, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, CNN reports last week that there have been no positive tests of avian flu at any of CalMaine's facilities, and yet the company's net average selling price per dozen uh, conventional eggs more than doubled last year. To me, and this is me speaking, to me, it means uh, monopolistic conspiracy. Farm Action's letter argues... Contrary to industry narratives, the increase in the price of eggs has not been an act of God. It has been simple profiteering. For the 26-week period ending on November 26, 2022, Cal reported a tenfold year-over-year increase in gross profits from $50 million to $535 million and a five-fold increase in the gross margins. That's pretty incredible. The letter adds, This pattern of behavior by the dominant firms in the egg industry raises significant concerns about monopoly power and potential antitrust violations in this sector. They are asking for regulatory action to stymie these egg producers that are ripping you off. In addition to regulatory action, Senator uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, argued last weekend that Cal Maine's corporate greed exemplifies why we need a windfall profits tax. Last March, Sanders introduced the Ending Corporate Greed Act, which seeks to stamp out price gouging by imposing a 95% tax on windfall profits of major companies. If that tax was in effect right now, if that law had passed, which was blocked by some Democrats as well, as well as all Republicans. If something like that had passed, you would be paying 2 or $3 a dozen for eggs right now. I'm sure of it, because they would, be, they would have a fear of that windfall profit tax. They would have to temper, uh, uh, lower their uh, profits or be subject to a 95% tax on their profits. Anyway... That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Like I said, short one today, only 24 minutes. Uh, Thanks for listening. Friday, January 20th, 2023. Friday, January 20th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Very nice of you. Oh, don't forget, Friday's Flaming Bag of Crap. Look for that today. See what happens. See if somebody leaves one on your doorstep. Uh, That's when uh, politicians throw something out there in the ether after the news cycle. So it'll disappear over the weekend. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to give me a story. Maybe you want to say hi. Whatever. It's cool. And remember, always remember, 
Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.